This is an IELTS Energy podcast, episode 1262, the perfect ways to end task one letters and essays. Welcome to the IELTS Energy podcast from All Ears English, downloaded more than 22 million times with former IELTS examiner Jessica Beck and Aubrey Carter, the IELTS whiz. If you are stuck with a low score, our insider method will help you get the score you need to unlock your dreams. Get your estimated band score now with our two minute quiz. Go to allearsenglish.com forward slash my score. Today, you'll learn everything you need to know about the highest scoring conclusions for general training letters and academic task one essays. Listen up for valuable IELTS writing lessons and, as always, delightful conversation. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hey, Aubrey, how's your day so far? I'm excellent. I'm excited to talk about writing today. Yeah. I get the most questions from our listeners, from our students about increasing IELTS writing scores. So every time there's a writing episode, I'm like, oh, okay, the listeners Seriously. are going to be excited. Because writing is so unique in IELTS. Like you really have to have access to insider knowledge like from us because the scoring system, what is expected of you, especially in task one for both general and academic, the expectations are not clear. Um, and they're not like logical either. The letter you have to write for general training. And that's a lot of what we're talking about today, but we're also going to talk about the academic task one. Um, the expectations, like these are not things we do in real life, right? Like, first of all, nobody really writes letters anymore, you know? Yeah. And so it's not like obvious what you should do. And if you do write a letter, you certainly don't have, you know, three brainstormed bullet points that you <laughs> want to cover in detail. It's not I very know. natural. Nor do you think about transition phrases and linking words. Right. Um, we only communicate informally today, even in business emails. It is short and quick and to the point. We're not thinking about like descriptive phrases and high level grammar structures and transition phrases like we our brains do not do that today no. in communication. And ain't nobody got time for that when it comes to reading a business email. Like, please don't add linking phrases when you email me, Jessica. <laughs> I'm totally going to do that now. Just for just because you said not to. That's like, that is such a, a just a strange trigger in my brain. As soon as somebody's like, you don't totally do this. Are. I'm like, ooh, now I Your want Your next email is going to have, in regards to our conversation yesterday, comma, I'd in like regards to, to our previous communication about this topic, with which I will elaborate on now. Oh, okay. Anyway. Open the can of worms. <laughs> okay, guys. So let's get to the question. We have a great question about general training task one letters. Aubrey, can you read the question, please? 
Yes, this is from Ruedi Rimley. Hello, Lindsay. I'm writing about a question I have in writing task one. I have to write a letter. If I write a formal letter beginning, dear sir, madam, what do I have to write at the end? Yours sincerely or yours faithfully? Thank you in advance for your help, Ruedi. Such a good question. Great question. So, you know, I feel like a lot of students might ignore this bit of the letter. So I'm really happy that the student is thinking about every piece of the letter. Guys, first of all, you have to have this like sign off um, because part of your task score is following letter conventions. Like you have to have the dear so-and-so. And remember, IELTS tells you what to write there. Dear sir, dear madam, dear name of your friend. Um, but they don't tell you exactly how to end it. And you have to have the sign off, like all the best, comma, Jessica. You have to have that or it's not a letter. And your task score can, I think the highest you could get is a five for task if you don't have that. Um, and how tragic would that be if you have this amazing yeah. letter that should score eight or nine for the right? task score and then you don't sign it off and you get a five. And also remember, you have to have a comma, yours sincerely, comma, mm. yours faithfully, comma. You have to have that comma as well um, or else it's not correct. Like that could affect your grammar score because that punctuation is necessary. So these little pieces do add up. They are important. So, all right, let's answer this question first. Yours sincerely or yours faithfully. How would you end a formal letter? Would you use one of those? These both sound really archaic to me, right? It, it would sound, it would be strange to me if anyone wrote me a letter, no matter how formal, and ended it this way. So I mm -hmm. wouldn't recommend either of those. I think we should give some options today that are more modern, more, you know, appropriate for letters. I don't know that your score would necessarily go down if the examiner sees this and thinks, mm, that seems kind of old fashioned, but there are definitely better options. Yeah, it wouldn't go down, guys. Uh, these are fine. If, you know, just memorize one that you like, you're only writing one letter. And it right. won't affect your score, <laughs> no matter which one you choose, um, as long as it's formal. So you can totally end it, yours sincerely, comma, or yours faithfully, comma. Um, yours sincerely, I feel like, is fine. I feel like some people still use that. Um, but yours faithfully, that is so weird. And I really yeah. don't feel like... The meaning of it e even makes sense anymore. So I just I wouldn't use that personally, like ever. Yeah, it feels the same as signing off with like your humble and faithful servant. <laughs> it just is kind of archaic. <laughs> it's so odd. It's like Emily Dickinson would write that, not someone right. today. Um, so okay. I would say at the end of a formal letter, we can say you're sincerely, comma, that's fine. Um, all the best, comma. Do you feel like that's okay for a formal letter? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think so. All the best or regards, right? These all feel quite formal, but they're going to be easy for you to learn, remember. And like you said, Jessica, you're only writing one task, one letter. Yeah. So just as long as you know what the difference is, because some of some ways to end a letter are very informal and some are very formal and you still have to make sure you're hitting that tone. Totally. You know, honestly, I think there's, you guys only need to remember two sign-offs, right? Because remember, this isn't like a deal breaker for your score. It just has to be there and it has to be tonally appropriate. 
that's it. So just remember too, I would say if you're writing to um, like a friend, uh, like if it's informal or formal, just say best comma and then your name underneath it. If you're writing a formal letter, then say all the best comma and your name underneath it. Boom, covers everything. Yes, I love that. I think that simplifies it. This way, you know exactly. Don't forget that the first letter of this closing should be capitalized. So (gasps) if you just write best, right? Capital B, best with a comma after it. And then on the next line, your name, of course, capitalized, right? Those Mm -hmm. little things do affect your grammar score. Totally. All right. So academic students out there, thank you for hanging in here. We are going to give you some information as well. So we've so far talked about the uh, scoring and expectations for concluding a general training task one letter. What about academic task one? What's the deal with those conclusions? Do we even need one? That's a really good question. Almost for every single academic task one, you do not need a conclusion. If there's enough information in the charts, graphs, diagram that you are presented with, plenty of numbers to discuss, then that's what you need to spend your time on, right? You need that solid intro with an overall trend. And then you need body paragraphs where you have divided that information or sharing what's important. Mm -hmm. You don't have time or room to yeah. be wasting on a conclusion that's unnecessary for your score. Exactly. So in task one, you should write between 150 and 180 words. You only have 20 minutes. In order to get a high task score, you have to have very specific information. And I'm telling you guys, you need all of those 150 to 180 words to fulfill the task score and the vocab score. You have to be very descriptive about your numbers to show good vocabulary. So really, you need all of those words. You do not have time or room or leeway to repeat yourself, to paraphrase things you've already said, (laughs) to summarize. You can't do that. Um, There's not time. There's not room. So No, you're not going to have a conclusion in task one, except what is the exception here? Yeah, if there were a diagram that really does not have a lot of information, like for example, like a nature diagram, then there might not be enough to write that, you know, 150 to 180 words. And in that case, you can write a conclusion. The best thing to do is to rephrase your overall trend Mm -hmm. as a final sentence. Totally. Um, So I'll give you an example. I remember a few years ago, there was this horrible. Actually, it came around a couple times um, throughout my many years of examining. Um, There was this horrible nature diagram. Um, What was it? It was like describing how sand dunes are formed. And there was like some wind lines and some little circles representing some sand. And like, there was almost there was like not enough information for even a 100 words on here. Like it was awful. Nobody did well. Like nobody who had to write about that god above a five seriously so um in that case right if there really is not a lot of information and seriously this only happens on nature diagrams and not even every nature diagram um then yes you'll have to have a conclusion because you have to show a complete essay uh but guys any questions with numbers and stuff there's more than enough information there's always in fact 
too much information. Mm-hmm. And that's what you're graded on is only choosing what's important to put in your essay. So yes, 99% of the time you do not need a conclusion. And if you have like rocked it in 17, 18 minutes and you think, oh, I have a couple of minutes, I should write a conclusion. No, save it for task two. Save it for task two. Don't do anything that doesn't help your score. Exactly. It's all about the score, you guys. Um, All right. That's it for us this week. Remember, you can send us your IELTS questions, support at allearsenglish.com. We would love to feature your question and give you a shout out on a future episode. So send us your questions, guys. All your... Sorry. (laughs) Support at allearsenglish.com. All right. Awesome. Aubrey, thanks for this valuable lesson today. Bye. Thanks for listening to IELTS Energy. Hit subscribe now and don't forget to find your estimated band score at allearsenglish.com slash my score.